Hi folks, be sure to visit my website at dr-history.com for a short personal video message, to listen to the latest stories, and to leave a comment. Hi folks, Dr. History here with another story from the Old West. I'm going to talk about a particular tribe of Indians that you may not have heard about, but I'm going to start with a quote that goes like this, Beware of the white man's smallpox. Now, this was a terrified cry that echoed through what is now Yellowstone National Park. It was in the early 1800s that this stark warning came from a shy tribe of small stature Indians known as the Tucarikas or sheep eaters. I'm not sure if I pronounced that right. Well, because of their timidity, little is known of these ancient people. However, it is speculated that the sheep eaters were outcasts of the Shoshone and Bannock tribes here in the Idaho area. Now, the poor, underprivileged, and weak kind of banded together for survival. Uh, They pushed back into the mountains. They developed a culture of their own and became a distinct tribe through their environment and way of life. Now, through necessity, they developed into stalkers of the mountain sheep, Uh, although elk and deer were uh, around, and they did supplement their diet with that as well. Now, as a result of uh, their fight for survival, succeeding generations of sheep eaters became smaller in stature. Although short, the men were said to be handsome, and the women beautiful, resembling the short Alaskan Indians of today. Now, the fresh, clean mountain air at 7,000 feet and higher contributed much to the beauty of the inhabitants, the only people to travel the rugged heights on the narrow, steep trails. Now, except in winter, when they moved to lower elevations, the sheep eaters seldom left their homes, which sometimes were just caves, believing that evil spirits worked at warlike activities in the valley far below. Now, a few braves did venture down to obtain obsidian rock, for arrow making, and no one made better arrows than the sheep eaters, and they were known as the arrow makers by other Indian tribes who traded for their arrows. Now, the sheep eaters also excelled in tanning the skin of the dwarf white-tailed deer. The skins were made into garments or clothes which were in demand by other tribes and later by the white mountain men. Now, some sheep eaters were artists with, uh, who painted pictures on rocks, which are still visible today. Now, others were storytellers, and they told of a mythical uh, dwarf animal who would fit with their own small size, uh, such as the tiny deer that weighed less than 50 pounds and had an ant- antler spread of about 10 inches. They also told of the pygmy chipmunk, which lives in Yellowstone Park today, So birds, fish, flowers, fields, and forests were all subjects of these tales, many of which were similar to those told by the Shoshone Indians. Well, water, both hot and cold, of Yellowstone played a big part in the sheep eaters' struggle for survival. Dogs were used for hunting and as beasts of burden. The sheep eaters didn't have any horses. Now, one of the most famous of the sheep eaters was a medicine man named Chief Togedi. He later became the guide of Shoshone chief Washiki. Togedi Pass, the great Teton National Forest, was named in his honor. Now, the last known sheep eater, 115-year-old Agretta, was found in the Bighorn Mountains in 1897. Now, she was the wife of Chief Red Eagle, and she was taken in by the Crow Indians, and they actually called her, quote, woman under the ground. 
I guess because she was so old and because of her age, she figured they figured maybe she was just headed for underground. Anyway, she said that the bighorn sheep were used for food and clothing, but never for lodges. Tall, straight pines were used as lodge poles. They were erected with overlapping tops to form a circle. Two layers of bark were scattered to the framework or secured to the, to the framework uh, with pitch used as an adhesive. Now, although the outer layer was coarse, the inner layer of bark was worked fine and smooth. Now, in these lodgings, the sheep eaters lived a peaceful life. They were not warlike unless driven to defend themselves for over a thousand years. Now, old Agretta's people had lived basically kind of in a perpetual Garden of Eden existence, just off by themselves. Now, Agretta noted that a giant medicine wheel is mysteriously located 10,000 feet up in the Bighorn Mountain Range. And it has deep religious significance. The sheep eaters worshipped the sun on Bald Mountain, where their sundial was a replica of the sun. Now, the dial had 28 spokes that were 80 feet across, along which the worshippers chanted their songs of praise. Each spoke represented a tribe, and each of which made an annual pilgrimage to this area. Now, the tribes came from near and far, from the crazy mountains in Montana, the Wind River peaks in the Teton Range. Now, at the hub or center of the altar was a stone house where Chief Red Eagle uh, held power over all the tribes. Now, on the northeast side was the house of the God of Plenty, and on the southeast was the house of the Goddess of Beauty. Now, due west was the massive cave dedicated to the sun god who directed the services. Now, at this altar, which is still standing, the sheep eaters chanted their songs to the sun. The great spirit was pleased and gave them sheep, meat, berries, and pure water. They were happy in their mountain abode and its cascading streams and the rivers and the mountains and the, and the fish. But in later years, an enemy tribe appeared and they killed the elk and the buffalo in the valley. Well, with swarms of dogs and horses, they ran the game far off. They stole some horses and made constant war. Now, as they ascended the trail to the sheep eaters, Chief Red Eagle met them, and he ordered them down, and they prepared for battle. Well, the sheep eaters had stored massive boulders for protection, which they could let loose down the trail to crush an enemy. But Chief Red Eagle sent a runner to the enemy, begging them to go back and leave them alone, as the sheep eaters never went into the valleys or killed the buffalo. Well, the messenger, the runner, was killed. So the time had come for action. With the women and children hidden among the rocks, the braves led by Chief Red Eagle prepared for war. Well, Red Eagle watched the enemy swarm until they reached a most dangerous spot, a ledge. A great lever in place for many years loosened a large boulder. It sped down the canyon like lightning, tearing trees from their roots. Rocks started flying down the canyon in its path. The enemy tried scream, tribe screamed in horror as dogs howled and horses whinnied. Well, death spread across the valley until not a living thing stirred. The battle was over. But something even worse was coming. Smallpox. So the story goes that a white trapper stumbled into the sheep eater's village. Now, the medicine man never turned anyone away. He gave the white man many baths, but the man got red, developed spots on his face. 
Well, the illness soon spread among the tribe, and a lot of people died. By 1860, there were just a few sheep eaters left. And in 1887, the United States government, represented by Colonel P.W. Morris and his troops, forced the remaining sheep eaters to evacuate their mountain home. Most of the Indians got refuge in the Wind River area near Lander, Wyoming. Uh, you know, it's kind of a shame to think that here's these, this peaceful tribe just trying to live a, a peaceful life, and yet they were had to leave their home. But anyway, after leaving their uh, ancestral abode high in the mountains, the sheep eaters, victims of smallpox, pretty much vanished into a, uh, a life different than their own. So it's sad that that tribe, the, the things that they stood for, the culture and everything of the sheep eaters is pretty much gone. So all we have now is just uh, the stories from those that, uh, that knew a little bit about that. Anyway, folks, that's the story of the Sheep Eater Indians, and I hope you enjoyed that. If you have any questions or comments, just go to my webpage, dr-history.com, and hit under comments. I haven't had any comments for a while, so if I've mispronounced something or you have some suggestions for a story, just feel free to, to send me an email on, those, on that comment on my webpage. Anyway, thanks for your time. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.